Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, my guest is Brittany Sherell. Brittany is an author and a lover of God. She found God at seven years old and has been able to grow and develop her relationship with God. I absolutely love this interview, and Brittany has an amazing story to tell how she found God. So without further ado... Here's the interview that I did with Brittany. Hello, Brittany. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing awesome. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. Yes, I'm happy to be here. And I am happy to have you as a guest. So what I'm going to do is just ask you a couple of questions. They're not going to be difficult or anything. And just relax. Everything's going to be fine. And I just have a couple of questions for you, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. So the first question I want to ask you is, what was your childhood like? Um, my, You know, I had a pretty, I guess, smooth childhood. Um, was brought up in a, definitely a faith-based home. Um, my mother kind of found God kind of like right, um, when I was, um, maybe a little bit before I was born or something like that. So I was definitely brought up in the church, you can say. Awesome. So what were some things that, um, you learned about God as a child? Some things that really made you think about God. What were some things that you were taught? Um, just, you know, those, those Christian values about, you know, treating people the right way. Um, I remember up until, you know, I was a certain age at youth when I realized that, um, I think it was maybe like seven when I found out that God wasn't down here on earth with us, that he was up in the sky. <laughs> um, but I remember, something being said in Sunday school that really made me want to get baptized at the age of seven. So, yeah. So what was it that made you want to get baptized at the age of seven? Because that's a huge step and that's a huge, you know, idea to grasp at such a young age. So do you remember what was said? Um, I think they were telling us the story of um, like baptism and like what it does and, you know, and so I just remember feeling like, oh, well, if that's what I need to, you know, to um, have this relationship with God or whatever, then, you know, that's what I need to do. And so 
I went up to my mother and was like, I'm getting baptized today. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting baptized today. And that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, my goodness. So once you decided you were going to get baptized, did they do it immediately or did you have to wait or take Bible studies before they did that? Nope, they did it that Sunday. I remember being in those white robes and <laughs> going down in the water. Yep. That is awesome. So was your experience different as a child since you did get baptized at such a young age? How did that guide you to your adolescence? Um, it, it you know, definitely um, was good that I had that experience because I knew that, you know, God was real and, you know, that I could count on him and things like that. Kind of a sense of like, fear like I can't do this you know how it kind of is like with you know um if they grow up in the church it's like you know you can't do this you can't do that can't do that so then you know when they get older it makes them want to do more (laughs) do more so you know you know ways but I'm definitely yeah so because of that, did you, were the, was there anything that you wanted to do that you did, or was there anything that you wanted to do but didn't do because of what you believe? Yeah, like, uh, for example, like tattoos, like, you know, there was a point in my life where I was thinking I wanted to get a tattoo, but it's like, I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> going to go to hell for getting a tattoo or um, things like um, having boys over, you right. know, stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not even going to d- attempt to ask my mama because <laughs> I know that's going to be a no. So, yeah. <laughs> no, totally understand. So, as you went through your adolescence and as you got older, now I know sometimes a lot of kids, they, they do one or two things. Either they get closer to God or they go away and try their own thing. Which one did you do? So I definitely feel like I had my period where, you know, there a little bit, you know, not that I still didn't, you know, um, or, you know, go to church and stuff, you know, they're more um, doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I kind of came back closer, kind of my early 20s realized, you know, really that relationship with God clicked for me mm-hmm. and so and then that's when kind of everything kind of came back into focus what was it that made that relationship part of it click and become the focus rather than the rules and what you can't do um I think really kind of like I'm talking to me and hearing his voice mm-hmm. um kind of really made things click for me and kind of like like how favored I am and how like I he really take care of me like he you know like like I really ain't got to worry about nothing you know so when all that kind of you know being in different situations where you really have to call on him you know will (laughs) that'll bring it together no that's true because when you do have when you're in a situation where there's nothing you can personally do. There's nobody who can help you. The only person you can rely on is God. That does mm-hmm. kind of put things in perspective and focus, especially when you see him come through for you time and time again. It's right. it, I can see how that would let you realize it's about a relationship with God 
um, more mm-hmm. so than anything else. Um, do you have any experience in particular that kind of brought that home for you? Um, yeah, I remember there was a time I was just like really, really struggling. I had a lot going on and, um, you know, I just had to be patient Mm -hmm. and, you know, when everything finally started to, you know, to get better and come together for me, I was like, okay, Lord, whenever make you have to make me (laughs) beg again, like I'm with you, I'm following your footsteps. What you want me to do? Like, so I'm, since then, it's been about obedience for me and trying to be obedient to what he wants me to do. Yeah, when it comes to obedience, I know that you mentioned earlier, since you realized it's about a relationship, do you think now looking in hindsight that it's easier to listen to God and do what he wants you to do because the focus has changed? So you're no longer doing what he wants you to do because of rules, because you think this is what I have to do to go to heaven, but you're doing what you know you should do just because you love God do you see that it makes it easier for you to do those things rather than feeling pressured or obligated yeah most definitely for sure um just following the path of obedience and following his footsteps like there's a reason everything and like I have found out if you're being obedient like everything works out for your good so um it's definitely like even things still that you know might might not want to do or might make me uncomfortable I'm gonna be obedient because I know it's gonna work out for my good and it just it makes it easier and it's like oh I love you so much you know yeah it does help because I know with me when I was like just focused on the rules before it was very difficult it was hard it was almost impossible for me to do any of those things because to me it was like a checklist you know you write it off mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh I prayed today I did devotion today mm-hmm. oh I was nice to somebody today but I found that when it changed I'm like oh well, I love God so I just do this because I love him and when you see it as relationship like because I mean when you're married or if you're married even friendships that you may have you see that there are just some things you won't do because you don't want to hurt the people that you love mm-hmm. so when you kind of view it as you and God have this friendship, you guys have this relationship, then there are certain things you're not going to do because you're like, you know, Mm -hmm. God wouldn't like that. And I don't want to hurt the person that I love. And I also like to just think of it because you know how sometimes like when you hang around people a lot, you start to Mm -hmm. act like them. And so for me, I just find it easy. Like when you're having a relationship with God and you're talking to him on a consistent basis Mm -hmm. and you're listening to what he says and you're praying, then it's easier for you to do some of these things because you are with him. And so you're starting to act like him and it just makes it less forced, you know, and more of a natural progression of what happens. Right. And I like what that too is like, when you're there, it's like, um, you have a, a closer relationship with God. And so, you know, if you put yourself around certain people in certain situations, it's like, you can feel that tap, like, you ain't supposed to be here, <laughs> or you're on these people, <laughs> you know, so you can just hear his voice more clearly, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you a question. What is some advice you just tell people that you know if they're looking for God? What are just some things that you say to them? You know, I just tell like, you know, a lot of people when they're coming to Christ, they're worried about this, about, you know, the way they look or I got to get myself together, you know, doing this, this and that, you know, nobody's perfect. 
we're not all following, you know, everything to the nail of the T as far as in the Bible. It's all about your relationship with God and just, you know, talking with him one-on-one. Like that's the the key important thing. Everything else will follow later. Just give yourself to God and, you know, everything else will, will follow. I like that. Just give yourself to God and everything will follow. That is awesome. So what other experiences have you had that have let you know that God was near to you? Oh, um, well, one of my biggest testimonies, um, probably about five, six years now, I was um, went to the hospital, felt really bad, really low energy, found out that my blood sugar was at 1,400. Um, I should have been in a diabetic coma. I should not have made it, but God, you know, um, so that's just, you know, he brought me from that situation and I'm still here. I actually, the doctors went over and told my mother that I wouldn't live past the age of 16. I'm now 32. So, yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is awesome. So if you don't mind me asking, why did they say that you weren't going to live past the age of 16? Uh, when I was born, there was different things, um, organs or whatever in my body placed in the right place or whatever. Um, okay. So, yeah. I get that is a huge testimony, though, because to grow. Um, yeah. But I wasn't supposed to grow, but I'm almost six feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that the lord purpose for me you know and i'm definitely favorites that is awesome and amazing that's a huge testimony though because you know it's one thing for a doctor to say you're not going to live past a certain age and then for you to defy that and like you're 16 years past what they originally thought could even happen that is a huge thing and it's nice to see that and you know i know a lot of people when we talk about miracles and stuff, they're just like, well, you know, I don't think things like that happen or whatever, but they do happen. Like, mm-hmm. I believe there are miracles that happen. I believe that miracles happen every single day. You just have to look and you just have to recognize yeah. what they are. Because if you don't recognize what a miracle is, you may just miss one that's actually happening around you. Right. And, you know, taking appreciation in the small things, sometimes it's little things and, you know, being appreciative, you know, about just those small things because he didn't have to do it, you know? Yeah. So. No, it's true. When you're appreciative of small things, it kind of helps you, like, reminds you of things God did Mm -hmm. for you in the past. Because I know, like, sometimes for me, and I think everyone has this, like, you're going through something, like, one minute, you're at, like, the height of your Christian growth, and then the next minute, you Mm -hmm. find yourself like, God, why? What's going on? And it's kind of, like, up and down. And so, what I try to do is I have, like, a prayer list. And so, whenever God answers your prayer, big or small, I just say, thank you. And then when I'm having my downs moments, I can go back through Mm -hmm. and be like, all right, right, well, and I'm not going to say I don't freak out, because sometimes I do, I'm human, but it's nice to go back and be like, well, you know what? If God did that, before i know he can do that or greater again and it kind of reminds you of what god did before to let you know that okay god can do this he did it then i'm sure he can do this now and it kind of helps build your faith and helps you to have more confidence in god and that's why i just love writing down 
the prayer list and then be like, thank you when he does answer so you can have something to go back and look on. Because sometimes it is so easy to forget things that God did for you. And so to have that list to read back to yourself, I find that for me to be very helpful. Yeah. And I like also like people saying, you know, like, um, you know, you wanting for God to do something for you. But even if he doesn't, I know that he can. I know that he's Mm -hmm. able. And, you know, that's where like, you know, that strong faith really comes, you know, because sometimes maybe you're going through a situation so that you can, you know, testament to somebody else you know mm-hmm. yeah and I do think it's about being patient because sometimes it's like we'll read things in the bible like we'll read the stories and just because mm-hmm. the answer happens in the next verse we just assume it was immediate but I remember um I was reading the story of David and you know from the time that David was anointed to be king of Israel to the time he actually became king it was like almost 20 years you don't think about that. Right, but there was right. like a huge time in between. And then I was reading another time about Hannah and she wanted kids for a mm-hmm. long time and she was praying for a child. And so from the time she actually started praying for a child to the time she had Samuel, that was like another 19 years. So it took years and it took time. Mm-hmm. Even when we look at Abraham, God promised him a son, but it happened to you. It was like a hundred something. Right. So <laughs> it's like, it was a long time. And so, that's why I tell people, I'm like, just because it's not happening now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because you prayed about it five years ago and you don't see it happening today doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Because because we live in this world, things take time. And even then, it took time. But it's like God knows what he's doing. And I do believe sometimes the things we pray for, we're not ready to have yet. We're not equipped to have. I mean, there are times when people are praying and ask God for money. It's not that he doesn't want them to have it, but what if he got it at that moment? You wouldn't know how to budget it. You wouldn't know how to spend it. You wouldn't know how to invest it. So maybe that's why it's going to take some time for you to get that money before, you know, so you can have time to learn what to do with it. Because I believe God wants us to be successful in areas in our lives. And, mm-hmm. But I do also think that he sometimes takes time because he's like, okay, let me help you. Let me show you. Let me teach you what to do so that when you do get your prayer answered, you'll know how to handle it. So it's just right. a lot about the waiting stage because I do believe that's the time God takes to prepare us for what he is trying to give us. And sometimes I do think he's given us what we want. He just wants us to be ready when we actually get it. Right, exactly. And that's um like one thing that I mentioned in my book is about sometimes God is preparing a special order for you. Like so, that. you know, it's like, you know, you go into a restaurant and you place an order. Well, you know, sometimes your order might take a little bit longer than somebody else because they got to make a special preparation for you. And so, you know, I think about it like that, you know, so sometimes, you know, when you're waiting on things like just be patient because when God do it, he's going to do it right instead of us trying to, you know, fix things ourselves and, you know, try to do everything ourselves sometimes just, you know, be patient and wait on God. Absolutely. So you mentioned you wrote a book. Tell me about your book. Yeah, so it's called Every Queen Deserves Her King. Um, It's an inspirational book. It correlates um, your relationship from a woman's, uh, it's dedicated to women, but it's good for men to read as well. Um, It talks about how your relationship with God correlates with your natural king. You know, how um, a man is brought up that 
to profess, provide, and protect. And so, you know, if you're doing those things um, yourself, then where do they fit in? And so it's the same with God. If you're trying to, you know, provide and protect and everything, then it's like, um, let me hit you on the head a couple times. What's going on? (laughs) I like that. But it is true because I know with me, there have been times where I tried to fix everything myself because I am a fixer by nature. I like Mm -hmm. to be in control. I like to know what's happening. I like to be in charge. And there are times where I am trying to do all this. And I do think sometimes God just stands back. He just watches me do this, try that, whatever. Right. And then when it doesn't work, you know, I'm probably like, God, why is this working? It's almost <laughs> like he's like, okay, I'm waiting for you to ask me. And then yeah. I see God kind of step in and take over. And so I come to a point now where I still do that sometimes, but I try to catch myself mm-hmm. when I see myself doing that. I'm like, you know what, Kiana? I'm like, you can't fix this. You know, you need to just ask mm-hmm. God first. Like, instead of making him my last resort, why don't I just right. make him my first choice? Like yes. ask him first before trying to fix everything. And I noticed that when I do ask God first, less stress, less worry, mm-hmm. we get to the solution way faster right. instead of me trying to figure it out and be like crying on the floor. God, what's going on? Why? You know, right. so I see how that works out. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just easier to let God do his thing first before mm-hmm. we try to go and handle everything ourselves right exactly yes so where can we buy your book yes um so it you can go to my website um indie i-n-d-y j-p pro p-r-o and um in the store um you can purchase it there now i do have one quick question mm-hmm. what inspired you to write your book um you know, honestly, um, well, I was, I wasn't even in relationship or anything. God just started pouring into me um, and giving me things, and um, you know, I just started writing it out, started doing voice memos, and it was like put it, you know, put it together in a book. So it really, um, there's a little bit of a person, you know, experiences in there, but most of the rest of it is just all of what God given me to to give to other women well thank you so much for Brittany for being a guest on the finding god podcast i look forward to reading your book and hearing more from you thank you and thank you for having me i absolutely love this interview my favorite part of the interview was when Brittany and i talked about how sometimes it takes time before you can see the answer to your prayers if i were to be perfectly honest with you i know what it feels like to pray and pray and pray and not get an answer from god I can only imagine how David and Hannah and Abraham must have felt when it took such a long time for God to answer their prayers and fulfill his promise to them. So if you are in a situation where you have been praying and asking God for something, and I know what it feels like, like I said earlier, because there are still things I'm praying about that I haven't seen the answer to, my encouragement to you and to myself is not to give up. Continue to ask God and pray for what you know God has already promised you. It may not seem like it now, but God is listening and he hears your prayers. And it is my honest belief that God is going to answer your prayers. So keep trusting and praying and believing. Sit back and see how God is going to answer your prayers.
Whenever you are motivated by self-preservation, you must understand that you will give in to compromise. And when you give in to compromise, you can never make God known. See, I'm right here in the theme. For you see, oftentimes when we think about making God known, we think about giving Bible studies. But may I suggest to you there's a different way of witnessing that you can witness by simply not compromising when everybody else is compromising. Let me come a little bit closer. I wanna go on the ride, you ready? Then here we go. I need you to not miss a thing, so turn up your stereo. Wanna tell you a story about three Hebrew boys. You probably know Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. I really hope that I can paint this picture vividly. Cause at this point in time, Israel was in captivity. Under Nebuchadnezzar, a king who ruled so vicious. Picture thee. Innocent, trembling when they hear him speak. Cause they knew that he could sometimes be murderous. Any sign of defiance, he, he would probably, probably murder. He built the statue and told everyone to worship him. Any who refused, they be thrown in the furnace. Where the three Hebrew boys, they refused to kneel. Somebody told the king, and the king said, Bring him here. He said, If you do not kneel, then you will be killed. Even in the face of death, they still didn't show no fear. Yeah. How many of you know that when you serve God, you will sometimes sign up for trouble? Every declaration of faith will demand a declaration of war from the enemy. He will not allow you to talk about how much you love God and not come against you with fierce anger. The king said, you little fools, how dare you defy me, I will get rid of you. Once you hit that fire, how will your God deliver you then? Clearly you don't see what you did, or you don't know the type of trouble you win. They just said, my friend, king, ain't no need to scream about it. The ultimatum you gave us, no need to think about it. You see, the God we serve, we know he will bring us out of it. Even if he doesn't, we ain't budging, we ain't bowing. His mind boggled. He looked and said, all right, partner, you want to test my patience today, y'all going to die, partner. He said, dogs. Come do away with my problems. Burn them and turn the furnace seven times hotter. Here come the plot. They threw them in on the spot. But quickly shocked, rocked everyone that's sitting and watched. The king said, we threw in three. Something's odd. Because I know I see four and one look like the son of God. Hold on. Now, wait, wait, wait just a minute. Uh, now, understand this. Huh? Nebuchadnezzar is a pagan king. He's never seen God. So how does he know what God looks like? Here's what I've been trying to get to the whole morning. Because when the saints of God are in the fiery furnace and refuse to give up their faith, people who have never seen God will see God in you. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Brittany Sherelle or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. 
If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.